Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry, we're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. Oh, come on, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. You're playing the game I started in 1969. Jesus wet. This isn't what happened last week. Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated. It isn't fair. He didn't get out of the car, the duty car. Beep, beep, Richie. What are you going to do? Kill me? Stop swinging Where's your third wish then? I don't need you dead, Alexandra. I need you to wish you were. Sorry. Some people love the hustle and bustle of the city, but I'm more in the camp of those who enjoy solidarity. There's just something so calming about having time to yourself, time to work on projects, read a book, play a game. That's not to say there's no perk in having company. A small group of friends sitting around with a drink or two, cracking jokes and playing cards sounds like the most pristine of holidays. So why don't we do that? Why not grab four of your best mates and head on out to the old abandoned cabin in the woods? Hello, Cat, and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror. If you were going to give a piece of uh, sentimental jewellery to, uh, to a loved one, what would you give them? Ooh, it's a good question. I would probably give something like a bracelet that I could do some engraving on, because I feel oh. like that's quite nice and personal. Oh, that's so personalised. Yeah. Like with their initials or like a little message? Something what like would you that. Give? Like, it depends on the person. <laughs> if it's like your best friend, would it be like, fuck you, bitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the, just an emoji. Just an emoji, just a winky, emoji. an eggplant. Yeah, yeah there that's we go. An eggplant emoji, there eggplant we go. Eggplant and peach, there you go. <laughs> I would go with, I, I don't know why, I really like um, rings on necklaces. <gasps> I don't know why I like that. That was actually my second thought. Like I don't know was, why I yeah, like it. No, I think it's Because that's cool. not how you meant to wear a ring. No, but I like it. But I'm like, put it on a chain, put it around the neck, and I'm like, that looks nice. Mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. it. I approve of this. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it a bit more special. It's like, look, this ring was like bought for me. It's not for me. It doesn't fit, but it's around this neck. Yeah, it makes it feel like, it, you know, the ring doesn't belong to them, but it's of such sentimental importance, they must carry it with Yeah, them. yeah. I love that like sort Smeagol. of thing. Like <laughs> Yes, like Lord of the Rings. You yeah. know, that sort of shit. There we are. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the jewellery in this uh, movie actually comes in, uh, actually becomes quite important. Yeah. Because uh, this week it was Kat's first time watching uh, 1981 The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scotty, what's this place like anyway? Well, the guy that's renting it says it's an old place. A little run down, but it's right up in the mountains. It is entitled Nacheron de Manto, roughly translated 
book of the dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. It deals with demons, demon resurrection, and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. Did something in the woods do this to you? No, it was the woods themselves. They're alive, Ashley. The dream. Spades. Two spades. Jack of diamonds. Jack of clubs. just silence and i actually really like this as an opening it's just like deadpan silence and then the title card sort of wobbles in like i had to check my sound was working you had I to was check like, i was like do i have the sound on am i dumb have i muted it <laughs> no that sounds about right yeah. but it literally it's like a it's like a water effect it's like a ripple effect yeah and i was like this is so cheesy mm-hmm. i kind of dig it I loved it. It was like, evil dead. And I was like, yes. And then we got our opening shot. We've got a foggy sort of forest slash marsh, I guess. It looks moist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that's the right way to describe it. Yeah. Moist forest. Mm, I love a moist forest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we get the, we get the uh, extremely um, iconic camera movements of the, the camera sort of whizzing through the forest as, you know, the entity, whatever that is, sort of um, going through all the brush and the leaves and over the water and everything like that. And so many other movies have now used this it in was their cool. movies. Yeah, no, I and really liked so it. Good. It was such a good effect, like, just to see... With the noise they put it with as well. It was eerie. It's, it's, how do you describe that noise? Like a hum, I guess? Yeah. It's like, while the camera's yeah. moving over everything. Yeah. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, we see a half-sunken car in the marsh as well. And I was wondering, because like I've watched this movie quite a few times, and this is the first time I've sort of like pieced it together, because I was just like, oh, you know, abandoned car, whatever like that. I was like, is this the professor's car? No, I didn't even think of that. Is this, is this like the professor's, like... <laughs> Did the, like the last thing, yeah. The last thing the 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 demons did before they went back to sleep was like get rid of the evidence. So they just like pushed his car, and, or maybe he lost control of his vehicle when he was trying to escape. Maybe because that happened at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the, oh. and that's how he. That, that's Done. just what popped in my head when I was looking at this. 
<laughs> yes, the disturbing noises in this movie are so good. There's one in particular that I've written down that, uh, like, because most of this movie it, I don't find frightening. Mm. I just find creepy and it's great. But there is a certain particular moment that I wrote down as frightening and it's because of a noise. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this humming noise. So cool. We see a yellow car driving down the road. Make sure everyone, you punch the person next to you because yellow car. Uh, we have, we have, I can't remember who it was. Someone was singing in the car. I've just put someone singing in car and no one else is joining in. Yep. It's just that nice <laughs> is it, road trip. I can't, I haven't got their names down yet. Is it Shelley? It might be Shelley. I think so. Scott, Scott's girlfriend? Yeah, that's the one, that's Shelley. And she's just like, ah, no, she's pretty tone deaf, no offence to this actress, but she's like, and I'm like, is no one else going to join in? This is like the saddest road trip song. Maybe that's why. She was just too tone deaf. Everyone's like, just too awkward. To They're just like, just like, we'll just let her do it. Wind down the window. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, then, and then people start joining in, which is great. And it's very cute. You know, yeah. there's, what, there's five of them in this car. And we keep cutting back and forth from the forest view with this camera zipping through the trees and the brush and everything like that, um, back to the car and them singing in the car. And there's the shots they use are quite like angled and quite awkward. And it gives this really unsettling feel like whatever's in the forest is coming for them. Yeah. It's... <sighs> I love it though. It's sort of like, yeah, it's coming for them. It's watching it. Knows yeah. And being able to tell that just by the camera work is so cool. Because I, I don't know if you know about like the history of Evil Dead and stuff like that. Like this was like a really super low budget film done by some, some friends who wanted to make a movie. That's amazing. I didn't, but... Like Sam Raimi was like, I want to make a horror movie. And him and his brother got together and with his best friend, Ash, um, yeah. Bruce Campbell, who plays mm. Ash, they all got together and like they got a couple more people in and like it was super low budget. Um, and like they lived in that cabin when they were filming and stuff like that. So like... The... It just goes to show, honestly, you don't need a big budget to make a good movie. Exactly. Exactly. And it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we see a truck driving in the opposite uh, opposite direction. Ash checks his map because they're kind of lost and they're not sure where the turnoff is. The, I've put it as the forest creature or entity is slowly getting closer. And we're just cutting back and forth between these three things now. That was one of my favorite bits. I was like, what's going to happen? Like, it's just building. You know, something's <laughs> exactly. going to happen. Cause, yeah. Because 80s was famous for its, like, you know, opening deaths and stuff like that. So you're like, are these our main characters or are these the people who are about to bite it before we meet our main characters? Because it's like, it's like truck, yellow car, forest creature. And it's like, it starts slowly and then it picks up speed as it's cutting between all these different pieces. Oh, it's really, really interesting to watch. And then Ash just failing at reading a map. Yeah. I think we're... Cut, 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 cut. Maybe... Cut, 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 cut. And Ash <laughs> is like, yep, yeah. You're like, come on, somebody look at the road, please. please? <laughs> <laughs> There's a truck coming. We need direction. Uh, they almost hit the truck, but uh, swerve just in time to miss it. Um... Yeah, the, the, the tension of them trying to find themselves on the map is played so well there. Um... Scott tells him that it was uh, the steering wheel. The damn thing jerked right out of his hand. Hmm. And I was like, oh. Oh. Because I... I always thought, like, these creatures needed to possess someone to sort of influence things properly. Yeah. So the fact that, like, these people weren't under duress at the time or anything like that. Like, it's not like they were weak-willed. Because that's a big thing in, like, possession movies and stuff like that, you know? You've got to break the spirit and then you can manipulate them. Exactly. But this is just like, no, they were just driving on the road and the demon's like, ha, truck. 
it just knows. It's like, actually, you're going to come to this cabin. Yeah. They're heading to a cabin in the woods. Uh, Terrifying. It, they, they mentioned that it was real cheap. And I was just like, well, I can't imagine why. <laughs> but it's not because, like, people have been murdered because nobody knows yeah. that happened. It's like, this, this place is a shithole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's kind of a shithole. They, they roll on up and it's, like, falling apart. And The bathtub alone would have just put me off. Yeah. Like, you'd get in and have a bath or a shower and you'd feel dirtier coming out of it. Yeah, I'd be like, this is enough <laughs> nope, for me. I just it. see it and I'm like, oh, we're turning around. <laughs> Even the bridge. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. They find their ex- uh, their, their correct exit, which is basically just a dirt road up, up the up the trail and they go across an extremely rickety bridge yep that bridge and they're like don't worry guys yeah Scott literally turns around he's like don't worry girls this thing's as solid as a rock as like bits of plank and bits of like the girders and stuff are falling out as they drive across it and I'm like oh no this makes me very uncomfortable it's like oh dear yep yep it's like it's it's just the wind don't worry about it yeah no it's it's fine you know it may sway a bit but you know it's sturdy the tire immediately falls through one of the planks as well, which is great. Uh, Ash opens his door and sees there's a very large drop. I almost didn't add this, but it, it comes into play later as to why they can't just, like, walk out yeah. the way they came. So there's actually quite a big drop under that bridge. It's not one of those, like, stream bridges, which is only, like, you know, 30 centimeters to a meter high. It's a proper drop. Um, they eventually drive up to the cabin. The camera following behind the car... Which kind of makes it feel like the entity's, like, tracking them up the trail. Ugh. Which I loved. I loved. It was just building and building and building. And I'm like, yes. It's so good with the tension in this. Yeah. Even with just simple camera work. It's just like, you don't have to see a monster. But you, you know it's there. You know something's there. And it's following them. And you're just like, oh, that's so much worse. And <laughs> it's so good because you don't know what it is, though. It's just something. Yeah. Did you have any idea what this movie was going into it as far as like you know the 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 creature or the entity or the bad guy of this movie did you have any idea what we were what we were looking at i had at? no clue i went in blind i was like you Completely know what blind. yeah oh, great. i was like i don't want to spoil this for myself and it was so that was terrifying me like what is this yeah there's just, just something oh yeah the mystery of it's great it's, it's almost scarier like just the thought of mm. just something being out there and not knowing what it is. Well, that's my fear. It's it's not like serial killers and stuff like that. Serial killers, I'm like, kick them in the balls and run. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's things I can't see that frighten me. Like monsters, you know, ghosts walking around. No, doesn't really frighten me. People getting possessed. No, not really. But like in movies when they like take Polaroids or something like that and there's someone standing behind them that wasn't there when they took the picture, that shit freaks me out. Yep, yep. So that's my fear thing. Or it's like um, when you go to the bathroom at night and you're like, just don't look in the mirror. Yeah, just don't yeah, look. don't. There'll be a demon or yeah. something in there looking at you. <laughs> or your your reflection won't move when you do or something like exactly, that. Exactly, or we'll just like wink at you. <laughs> but they, they pull up to this cabin and there's just a banging. It's the only sound you can hear. It's just this... It just set the tone. It really did. It was amazing. I was like, yep, stuff is about to go down. <laughs> And it's just a it's just a porch seat, yeah. Which I assume would be lovely, you know. In the summer, you've got the the light shining down on you. You've got like a mimosa or something in your hand, and you just sat on this. Way. But this thing just banging against the wall, yeah. It's really, really creepy. It also just showed how cheap it was as well, because that thing was falling apart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can see why this cabin was cheap, as Scott put it. <laughs> um, 
And it's, it, yeah, there's just an eerily, there's like a lack of sound here as well. There's no crickets, there's no birds or anything like that. There's just this bang. I think that's what made it more eerie, though, was it was just that yeah. banging. And that's all you hear. Yeah. And it really sets the tone for, like, the, what this is going to be. It's not going to be, like, jump in your face. It's very... I mean, it does, but that's not the scare. Exactly. It's more like the... Oh, with the noises and the build-up as well that yeah. it has. It just... It's everything. Yeah, absolutely. So we got our first look at our five characters. A proper good look at them standing outside this cabin. We've got Ash. Uh, we've got Linda. Uh, they're a couple. Boyfriend and girlfriend. We've got Cheryl, who's Ash's sister. And then we've got Scott and Shelley who are also a couple. Uh, Scott heads up to the cabin, he grabs the keys, and the second he touches the keys, the bench stops banging. Yep. And the only means... thing worse than that thing banging against the wall is when it suddenly it stops stopped. banging against the wall. As soon as he gets to the door. <laughs> yeah, and he looks at it as well. I know, and he's just like, huh. He's like, huh, never mind. <laughs> and I'm like, the, yeah, the, second, like... the second that happens, I'm like, no, guys, we're going down the road, we're going to stay in a motel for a bit. Like, Fuck just, this place. Just leave. <laughs> uh, first thing you see when the door opens is a taxidermied deer head on the wall. So it's some sort of hunting cabin, I assume. Just which... like every horror movie, though, it's always got to have the deer head. It's always got to have the deer head. I'm pretty sure. I think Evil Dead might have started the cabin in the woods trend. That's cool. I think. Yeah, it, I think it was the original yeah. like haunted cabin, because it was somewhere cheap to film. That's so, a smart idea. Look at that go. So it's, you know, the idea that it's a hunting cabin as well means that it's probably very secluded. They're probably quite high up in the mountains. Uh, they're all deep in the forest or whatever like that. Yeah, no one around, just that rickety bridge. Yeah, just that, that rickety-ass bridge. and uh... Which is fine. It's, it's, you know, it's just the it's wind. It's fine. It's just the wind. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. It's not falling apart. No, Scott Scott turns on the lights and takes a look around while the others start unpacking the car. It's so playful, them doing this as well. Like, they're all, like, throwing things at Ash and he's putting them down. He's like, hey, oh, oh, oh. oh see, I loved that part. It just kind of showed, like, the friendship and the bond between them. And yeah. It's just like what you would do with friends. Yeah, you just, you chuck shit at them. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scott has found the shed as well because this cabin has a little shed out back. Um... There's chains hanging everywhere, as well as, like, bones. But, I mean, I guess if they think it's a hunting... Exactly. Place, I like, thought for a second, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a bit horror movie cliche. And I'm like, hang on. No, this is a hunting cabin. Yeah. So, I guess that wouldn't really, you know, any reg- raise any red flags. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it makes sense. Uh, we get some lovely piano music here as well. I just mm. made a note of it. It's um, It sounds very... The music in general in this movie is surprisingly good. It's very sort of melancholy and... I enjoyed it. They did well. Yeah, it's like part... It sounds almost classical. Yeah. But very sort of sad to it. Which is interesting considering how, like, how much tension this movie has and how much, like, um, energy this movie ends up having. To have this really sad motif in the piano music that sort of continues throughout the movie. Every now and again you'll hear this piano score come in. And I just thought it's really beautiful. Yeah, what an interesting way to. It's nice. Yeah, um, the sun sets. Uh, Cheryl sits by a window sketching a grandfather clock. Uh, the it was clock... a good sketch. It was a damn good sketch. I was like, yeah. I was like, I wish I could fucking draw. I'm so bad at drawing. I don't know. Are you? Are you good at drawing? Uh, no. Maybe like stick figures, you know. Little, yeah, that's about. Smiley faces. Yeah. 
That's about it. Yeah. I wish I could do stuff like this. That's my range. But yeah, no, that was so good. It was so good. Um, the the clock chimes and then stops. The ticking just stops, and you hear this sort of muffled, really deep voice coming from outside in the woods. Join us. Is all it says. But it's, oh, maybe it's just me, but I'm, like, sitting by an open window, hearing that, I would have ran for the hills. I would have been like, right, something's off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the second it says join us, the the bench at the front of the cabin starts banging against the wall again. Yep. And I'm just like, fuck this place. I am done. <laughs> but I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's the wind. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but then her hand tenses up. And she begins to, uh, she flips over a new page in her sketch pad and her hand tenses up and it's really like, like white knuckling that pencil. And she starts stabbing a, a drawing into the next page. Um, I've never noticed this before. The makeup in her hand changes. Yes. I had never noticed that before, but I did on this watch. I uh, see. I saw that and I was like, okay. She, it goes sort Something. of really pale with sort of purple veins. Yeah, like the, the veins that stick out on her hand. Yeah, yeah. They, they go purple. And it's just her hand, uh, the hand that's scribbling this image. And I just put, this looks painful. It looks like she's in a lot of pain while it's doing this. See, that's how I draw. Like, normally, <laughs> like, if you think of that, that's, that's me. That's you. Like, Stab into the page and then... <laughs> yeah. I love it. When she's finished, um, she looks at the image that she's drawn, which is now drawn across like 12 pages because she stabbed, she stabbed the pencil in so damn hard. Um, and it looks like the face. It looks like a face. It does. It, it kind of also, it just looks so eerie and mm. creepy. Did you, did you get, because obviously like I've seen it, I, I, I wrote in my notes, you know, it, it's, it's the book. Did you realize it was a book or did you just see the face? Yeah, no, I saw the book like kind of etched out across those few like pages. Yeah, because like, oh, yeah, see it. there's two really prominent eyes and then quite a prominent mouth. And then the, the actual outline of the, the book part, the sort of rectangle cubey look. It's kind of through like a few like scattered pages. Yeah, it's a bit hard to make out yeah but no it's good that you got that as well um oh yeah it's so good um when she's finished yeah she sees the the face and the book that she's drawn and she has a vision of the chained trap door of the cabin and some rattling noises beneath the beneath the cabin basically in the basement area um and this is my note is sharon psychic then or is this the demons fucking with her Good question. Because I thought, given what little we know about her character, I want to say that she may actually have, like, low-level clairvoyance or something like that. Maybe a little bit. Because she sort of gives off that vibe as a character. Yeah. But I don't know whether it's just the demons going like, hey, look, this is your future. Come down to the basement. But also the fact that she's not worried about that as no. well. Like, she doesn't seem panicked. That she's seen this rattling chains of like yeah. a trap door. She's kind of like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, like just, just another Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> but also, why do all of these cabins always have like these basements, like in the I know. middle of like the living room? Yeah, it's so weird. But and then again, we live in New Zealand. Like in America, they've got what attics and basements and stuff like that, and we don't have either here. Terrifying. Not really. I used to have an attic back in England. It was great. It's where we like kept our Christmas tree and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I did too. Never had a basement. Yeah. Not once. See the attic, not too terrifying. Basement, always where the murders yeah. happen. Yeah. 
Just, it's just where you put your dead bodies. They just need to stop having basements, I think. Because yeah. that's just where all the bodies end up. Exactly. If oh. there's no basement, there's no bodies, right? Exactly. <laughs> there we go, everyone. I've solved murder. <laughs> You're welcome, world. basements. <laughs> uh, just addicts. Everyone has, uh, sits around having dinner. Uh, we see Scott kind of teasing Cheryl mildly. It's, it's you know, um, friendly jabbing. It's not like having a go at her or anything like that. Because she's clearly told them what happened. So at least she's not that really stupid person who doesn't say anything. And Scott seems like that kind of guy. He seems a bit douchey, but they're all like, oh, it's just oh, Scott. Yeah. It's just Scott. Don't worry about it. He gets very douchey yep. in this movie. But yeah, I'm just thankful that she told them, in all honesty. Because it's so many movies, like, oh, there's like blood dripping down the walls. I guess I'll keep that to myself. It's <laughs> I like, need just to... tell someone. Yeah. Some freaky shit is happening. Please Explain to your friends. Yeah. Maybe they can help. Maybe they've seen the same shit. <laughs> um, uh, as they make a toast to the evening, uh, the cellar trap door just swings open really quite abruptly and really loudly as well. I really like this shot as well. It's like over Shelley's shoulder or something like that, just looking into the living room. And then the trap door just goes just straight up. Bang, open. Oh, see, again, if that happened. Strike number three, again, still running for the hills. But yeah. they're still like, it's fine, guys. It's fine. It's just the cellar, the basement, you know? Oh, my, yeah. What normal basements do. Uh, the, the music sting on this, I did not like. No. It's so cheesy. The do-do. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. Oh, we went from that really awesome piano melody, sorrowful thing. And then to we've this. got like... Like Scooby-Doo level. Yep, yep. <laughs> and Scott says that, oh, it must have been some animal that caused it. I was like, what? Scott, what? That's a buff rat. Yeah. Like, some, some rat just walked up those stairs and, like, punched the shit out of the cellar door. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, what do you mean some animal caused it? It just, this this made no sense to me. I got very frustrated at him. I was like, that's, no, no, no. I guess in his head he was also trying to rationalise it, like, what's happened. I guess, but wouldn't you say, like, the wind? Oh, I guess there was a really strong gust of wind. It's also a stupid answer, but it's less stupid than a buff rat coming up to punch the cellar door. I kind of wish it was a buff rat now. But yeah, like, just, yeah. The evil dead, the villain, turns out to be just this, like, roided rat. rat. Yeah. (laughs) He's like a dude bro rat. Um, Scott goes down to investigate. We get a very, very long silence. There's like a lingering silence as you're just sort of looking up from the cellar, I think. We're looking up from the cellar, looking at Ash and Shelley, Cheryl and Linda, just peering down. See, that shot scared me. I was like, something's going to happen. Something's going to pop out. Or like, I was just like, I could... Oh, you were expecting a jump scare? I, I was. I was expecting something. Something just go... Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was just like Scott, I was expecting something to sort of pop up there. Well, you're sort of right, but in about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ash calls down and he's like, hey, Scott, Scott, you're down there. What's going on? And he gets no response. So Ash goes down to look for him now this is a very cliche sort of horror thing but you know in the context I think it's fine you know the I'll go look for him or whatever like that usually that happens in a movie when they've already established that they're under attack 
Like, oh, there's a serial killer on the loose, or stuff like that. Oh, yeah, where's exactly. Jerry? Oh, I'll go find him and on my own. It's just the buff rat. Like, that's all they had to look out for. Yeah. So he's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. You know, your friend's been gone a long time. It's like maybe he's tripped and... Yeah, you know, it's dark in that basement. No, yeah. we'll go find him. You know, it's fine. <laughs> the buff rat. That's going to be a running running motif in this, <laughs> yeah. in this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Right, yes. It's okay, Ash. Just take a very large block of cheese with you. You'll be fine. Find a little mouse trap. Yeah. That's how you I kind of want this movie now. I want a movie with that, like this roided out rat terrorizing a group. That's of... the new remake. That's the remake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now the, the girls watch on as Ash disappears into the blackness. And it really is. Like, he goes a couple of steps down and just vanishes. He's just not there anymore. It's really cool. Um, the base- basement is seemingly empty. Ash calls out for Scott again. Uh, we see some leaky pipes above head. Um, he hears a noise coming from a door that's just across the other side of the room. So Ash goes to have a look. The tension of this scene, this scene takes a good couple of minutes. It's really good. It it's is. really well done. But also, how big are basements? Like, for yes. some reason, this basement just seems massive, like, doors, yes. like, leading everywhere. I was like... I'm pretty sure this basement's bigger than the cabin. Right? That's what I was thinking. I was like, this cabin is, like, the size of, like, a matchbox. It's, like, two single bedrooms, a bathroom, an ensuite, and, like, the lounge slash kitchen area. I think that's the entire house. Yeah. And, and then you've got this maze big. downstairs. And then downstairs, it's just, like, there's this massive-ass room that's huge. Like, you could fit a couple of pool tables in there. And then there's a little room and corridor off this off on the side as well. Yeah, you see this rat just needed... It was living the life of luxury. Down yeah, there. he needs his gym down there. He does. So. <laughs> to lift weights in the corner. Yeah. <clears throat> just so he can, like, just bash that, like, trap door open. So he can smash that door. <laughs> um... And the, the tension of uh, the door that Ash opens as well, because that that basement is so quiet, you just hear the sort of drip, drip, drip of the pipes. And then he opens that door and it just sounds like the loudest door ever. Because it goes like, <clears throat> and you're just like, oh, <laughs> the it sound was, design is so good. Yeah. Oh. It was chilling. It was, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So Ash goes inside, um, where the basement just continues. And yes, I did put a note here that just says, God, this is a big fucking basement. Uh, and then... Um, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then Ash gets jumped by Scott. You get your little jump scare that you were expecting. Scott is a dick. Yeah. I was like, something's going to happen. And I just knew he was going to jump out. Yeah, he jumps up and gives Ash a little, uh, a little like, fright. And then he tells him that he's found something in this other room. Come take a look. There's a shotgun. There's some shotgun shells, as well as some papers, an odd-looking book that's filled with sort of demonic imagery and strange symbols. Just normal basement stuff. Yeah, I you mean, know. who doesn't have uh, the Necronomicon in their basement? Am I right, everyone? Right. Where else do you keep it? <laughs> and this is where I put, put, put my little plan. Like, this is what I'm going yeah. to do. Okay, everyone, here's the plan. We put the book down, we pack up our shit, and we leave and pray that whatever gods or demons... Pray to whatever gods or demons you worship that you haven't disturbed anything. Because that is a freaky-ass book. See, that is a, like, normal way to deal with it. But but this is a, this is a horror movie, this so a... that's not how it's going down. But uh, why? I know, if, if they maybe just thought about it for five minutes yeah but yeah uh the book looks manky as fuck as well it's it looks gross i wouldn't even touch it it's like bobbly bubbly 
bubbly, bubbly. It's like I've got dog treats for my dog Mila in the cupboard, <laughs> and it's like a cow's ear. So it's like a cow's ear that's been like, like. I don't know how they do it. They like dry it really, really out. So it's like dog jerky. It's not like, you know, human jerky where you sort of chew on it for a little bit and it's gone. It's like dog jerky. So you have to chew on it for like an hour to keep the dog occupied. The book, like, it looks like it's made of that shit. Yeah, but like gone like manky. Like it's kind manky of like. Manky as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like it's got like wet, but then it's dried again and it's just. Oh, it's ugh. so good. God bless whoever made this book as well. It's great. All the imagery on the inside of the book as well, all the. All the, like, um, symbols and pictures and stuff in the book. Awesome. Exactly. If you thought the front of the book was, not, like, terrifying enough, opening it up, when you'd be like, hmm, you know, like, look at these beautiful drawings of these skulls and this eyeball. Yeah, there's literally, like, an eyeball with all its tendons, and I assume it's some sort of diagram. I'm like, you know, stab here. I don't know. They also find a very ornate-looking dagger. Yes. Which I assume is some sort of sacrificial dagger from ancient times, I would assume. They don't actually explain what it is, do they? No, they don't, but it it, it looks, looks cool. It, yeah, it looks like it looks cool, it looks ancient and it it's probably like it's covered in skulls and bones and shit like that. So it's probably like used for sacrifice and stuff like that. You would think so, especially with it like knowing what's the written book and Yeah, knowing what's written in the book later. Yeah. It's probably a sacrificial dagger. <laughs> um and they also find a recorder as well with a couple of tapes of recordings. Though I will have to say one of my favourite parts is um, Scott commenting that the um, the little skull on the end of that uh, dagger looks like uh, one of Ash's ex-girlfriends. Oh. Yep. I just thought it was quite funny. That is that is cool. He's like, oh, it looks like one of your exes. That's like, right. It's just, yeah. It's a nice little It's jab. a nice Scott thing to say. Yeah, and I'm like, Scott, this is... <laughs> this is some freaky ass shit. Maybe, maybe don't. What are you doing? Yeah, maybe we should just leave. <laughs> did you not research this cabin before you booked it? Uh, yeah, I know, right? Where did you find this? Where is this, like, listing? How did he book this? <laughs> this, is... <laughs> this is not in uh, bed and breakfast apps. It's not in the <laughs> possibly haunted cabin. He just goes lowest rating possible. Last owner missing. Not sure where they've gone. Stuff in the basement, don't worry about it, it's owners. Yeah, it's fine, don't worry about it. It's just, oh, how did he find this place? Um, Ash finds a picture inside of the book, which looks very much like the drawing that Cheryl had done when her hand got possessed or whatever was going on there. We get a crash of lightning, because horror movie, and we get sort of this black haze that covers the moon. Did you notice this as well? I did, I was like, okay. It, it was just all like, yeah, this is leading something's happening with this book. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it looks like a fog or something like that, eh? But like yeah. pitch black. And it just sort of covers the moon a little bit. Uh, everyone sits together looking at all the strange stuff that they found in the basement. And Why would you even bring it out of there? Don't touch it. That shit is... Cr- anyway. Uh, Ash plays the tape, uh, realizing that it's some sort of research notes. Um, the cabin was inhabited by a professor previously and his wife. Um... Sumerian, I think they mention, is the culture that the book is from. Maybe. Sumerian. Um, The dagger and things like an, um, the presser was like of archaeology or anthropology or something like that, studying ancient um, rituals and stuff like that. Uh, The book that they found is the Book of the Dead. Fitting. Fitting. Made Made from human flesh and written in human blood. And they touched that. It's, uh, it deals with demons and creatures that dwell in the forest and dark shadows of the world. Leave. Lovely. 
lovely. Just get out. Yeah. Like, as soon as you hear that, just, oh. It's so good as it's well. It's not just leather. It's like human flesh. Yes. This is, this is people leather. Yeah, people leather. This is a people leather book with people ink. Oh. Like. People ink. People ink. That's how I'm going to describe it now. Yeah. People ink. What's happening? It's just people ink. Don't worry about it's it. It's just people ink. It's fine. I'll get a plaster. <laughs> um, we also learned that d- demons can't be killed at all. They can only be laid to rest. Um, the book contains incantations to summon them and give permission for the demons to possess. Why? Don't touch it. Yeah. And if they hadn't already <laughs> realized how creepy that was, just when they get to this, why do they keep going? Yeah. Hit stop on the button. Throw it all in the fire and leave. And go. <laughs> Cheryl stops the recording. Good. Thank Good goodness. girl, Cheryl. Yep, yep. Thank you very much. And Scott starts it again. Bad Scott. No, naughty. It's Rolled just... up newspaper. Smack him on the nose. Scott, I just want to face, like, palm every time he's in a shot. I'm just like, why? Scott, stop why? being an idiot. Scott, please. <laughs> um, and, uh... He's like, no, I like this. And I'm like, Scott, that's... Go to therapy, please. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, no, no, let's listen to that. I want to hear how it, how it ends. And he hits play, and what's next but a very loud incantation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Of course. <laughs> the tape sounds louder in the forest, which I think is a very cool effect, because yeah. we, we, we hear it on the tape recorder with everyone listening to it, and then it cuts to the outside where it sounds louder and echoing throughout the forest. We see sort of a steam, smoke, fog sort of thing rising out of the forest floor. I really like this effect of, again, the sound, like the sound in this is so good, of this incantation like echoing through the woods, makes it sound like it can reach anywhere. Exactly, and you just... So it doesn't matter like if you just whispered it into your pillow. In the forest, <laughs> in the forest, it, be, yeah, all the demons would be like, all right, everyone, up, come on. We get this, come on now, let's go. Is that time to fuck up some shit? Come on, you, everyone. Did you hear that, guys? Did you hear that? Come on, let's go. Come on, Jerry, get out of the hammock. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Cheryl screams um, to turn it off as a branch crashes through the front window of the lounge. Um, Scott talks trash about Cheryl for complaining. Scott, shut the fuck up. See? He's like, yeah. he's like, oh, she's been so dramatic. She's acting like a three-year-old. And yeah. like, really, Scott? Really? She's acting like a three-year-old? Yeah. He just played demonic, you know, demon songs out yeah. loud. Like, come on. Anyone would be a little bit freaked out. Exactly. And she asked you to stop. She stopped the player and you were just like, no, nah, fuck you. Yeah, and then started playing it. Yeah. Oh, douchey. And also, I, I like to think that she had such a visceral reaction to it because she's clairvoyant. See, that be- makes sense. Because she's yeah. got some sort of psychic connection. connection. So yeah. the minute that incantation finished, like it like blasted her and she sort of had an inkling that something was coming. And that scream, that scream hurt my ears. Oh, yeah, that's a loud scream. God bless anyone wearing headphones while you're trying to watch this. Ow. Yeah. It was... Because it's like... Ah! It's really loud. Um, we get Ash and Linda sat together on the couch. Um, she goes to check on Cheryl. Ash reveals a necklace that he's bought her. It's a very cool-looking necklace, actually. It's like a little magnifying glass on a chain. I like it. It's very sweet. It's very pretty. It's a very pretty necklace. Um... Outside, something is watching them. Again, we've of got course. this. We've got this entity thing. I, I just keep calling it the entity because it feels like, or legion. I guess we should call it legion because it's like, it is demons. 
Yeah, that's it's, true. It's not like you're just dealing with Satan. It's like... It's oh. just a peeping Tom, you know, just looking through the window. <laughs> what you doing? What you doing? Can, can I, see, I join? Can I see some 80s boobies? Yeah, no? please. Because <laughs> every 80s movie, it's like all the girls have to get their kit off at some point. They just have to. Yeah. It's mandatory. It's in, yeah. the script. It's in every script. It's in the script. Um, it sort of moves around the cabin as well, and when it when it reaches Cheryl's room, it calls out to her again. Join us. It's the the this join us call we get quite a lot throughout this movie. At first, it's quite hard to decipher, and then when you know what it's saying, like it just like echoes in your brain. Yeah, because I didn't pick up on it the first time when it says join us. Yeah, mm. it and just then... sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, it got, like, throughout the movie, it just gets more and more and more clear. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's like uh, watching the pro- progression of these entities getting closer to you. You know, the, the closer they are, the clearer their voices are. And maybe even after the chant, like, you know, it gave them back some more power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're clearly, like, awake now. Yeah. If they weren't before, you know, if they were just sort of fucking around oh, and now like another coffee you know yeah yeah and they're sort they of have. trundling around grabbing your steering wheel and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> following behind your car and now they're like nope fully awake it's time to time to really fuck up these people yeah <laughs> fuck some shit up <laughs> yep uh, Cheryl checks out her window before heading outside why Cheryl girl why Right, if I heard a noise, I would just shut the curtains and be like, nope, I didn't do that. I, I heard nothing. <laughs> and not even take anyone with you. Or not tell anyone. Yeah. Like, hey guys, just heard a noise. Just, you know, go grab your brother. Ash is in the other room. Like, what was it? Or um, go, go grab she- Lin- uh, Shelley or Linda. Yeah, like Linda just came to check on her. Yeah. Literally two seconds ago. And she's yeah. like, no, I'm fine. And then it's like, join us. And she's not like, Linda. <laughs> she's like, was that you? <laughs> I'm hearing listen. voices. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised no one thought it was Scott just having a, you know, pulling a prank. Oh, maybe she did. Maybe that's why she went outside. She's going to go maybe. outside and slap him. Oh, I would. But yeah. <laughs> but also, oh, just why? Why would you be like, hmm, that's a noise. I'm going to go out into this and forest. And she's, she's not wearing much. No. She's wearing like, she's got her panties and like a, is it a button-up shirt or is it a robe? I think it's a bathrobe or something. It's a bathrobe, it? yeah. yeah. She's got like a sort of silky top like underneath. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But like, no shorts or anything? No. I mean, this is New Zealand. I'm not sure what it's like in America. Like, if you go anywhere near any kind of foliage and you don't have, like, long pants on during the summer, you're just going to get eaten by mosquitoes. Just all the time, yeah. Yes, just... <laughs> but she just goes out in her panties and, like, and a bathrobe. Like, it's fine, guys. She's like, fine, I'm going to go investigate the creepy-ass voice that keeps telling me to join it. <laughs> just in my bathrobe, you know. Just... After we just listen to a, listen to a demonic ta- tape chanting things and held a book made of human skin. That's fine, I'll go out. <laughs> but at least there was no mosquitoes, so that was that was one positive. That's though. one positive, but it's so much worse. <laughs> yes. I forgot about this scene. I really did. Um, she calls out to whoever was calling her before wandering out into the woods. Again, Cheryl, why? Walking out just behind your window to see if Scott's being a dick, just crouching outside your, do- uh, outside your window? Fine. Bit go dodgy, but fine. Into the woods. I'm going to go full on, like, 30 metres into the woods where no one can hear me screaming. It's like, they didn't, they didn't have any brains. They just didn't think about it. It's, it's just a totally normal thing Sit to do, like, you know, right? You're just going to walk off into this forest. Rubbing your temples going, Cheryl, why? And you're the one who had, like, 
the psychic premonitions and the like adverse reaction to the to the chanting thing. She's like, it's fine. I'm gonna find out what's making this noise, guys. I'm yeah. gonna find it out. The woods begin to creak and moan. We watch as the entity crashes through trees, sort of barreling towards her through the forest. Um, some thin branches and vines wrap around our arms and legs and neck and then they the vines rip off the robe before tying her down onto the ground and she is I just put it as sexually abused by a tree because I didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry Kat legitimately I forgot this scene was in here and it's the thing that should really stick in your head it <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, it really did stick in my head. Um, it's. I, what was your reaction to this as a first-time watcher? I was like... you like, um, it, what? It left me speechless, and I actually I had to turn it down a little bit. I was like, I wonder what my flatmates are going to be thinking I'm watching here. Oh, yeah, because she's, she's groaning. Not with pleasure. I'd just like to point that out. She is groaning unhappily, but it's definitely sexual noises. And it's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, poor girl. Yeah. Uh, so this is why you don't go into the forest, guys. You just don't go in. You don't know yeah. what those trees no. are going to do. No. So she gets uh, sexually abused by a tree. Um, luckily, she managed to she manages to break free. She gets her arms loose, and then she manages to get her feet loose, and she starts running back to the cabin. Girl, this is why you should not have gone like forty meters out into the woods. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. Um, but the entire time, she's being chased by the entity. Again, we same as the opening, we get that point of view shot of the camera moving through the woods, but now it's actually chasing someone. And she keeps looking back at the camera as well. And she keeps kind of sliding everywhere, like that sort of like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to trip here, I'm just going to do a little roly-poly. But it kind of... Because I had a problem with that at first, because like... I have you ever watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I haven't. The original? Oh my god, it's so frustrating. One of the girls literally zigzag runs away. No. And I sit there like... Why? Face palming, but this makes more sense because you know you're in the woods. There's vines across the floor. That's it true. could trip there's, you. There's leaves. I guess it's a bit slippy. We already know. Yeah, we already know that it, the forest floor is kind of moist. It's a bit wet, so maybe she does slip because she's she's you know really scrambling to get out. So I, I give it more of a pass on that on that I think than I do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's fine. Just watch that scene where she's where the, the I think it's the main character is trying to run away from Bubba in Texas Chainsaw Massacre fucking zigzags that's kind of frustrating it's a long shot and you watch no. Bubba walking in a straight line as this girl zigzags <laughs> and it's so funny she deserves to die yeah <laughs> you're gonna run like that um Cheryl makes it to the cabin but the door is locked uh she calls out for Ash to to open the door before reaching up above the door to try and grab the keys um as the entity approaches from behind well so did they just lock her out yeah, that was my question. And also, who put the keys back up here? Yeah, how? Like, they would have had to lock it from the, like, outside. Yeah, there was... I, Unless the I only just, way like, that could work the window. Is, they must have, like, locked the door, gone out the back door by the shed, walked around the cabin to put the keys at the top of the cabin front door, and then gone back inside through the back. That's the only way that works. I mean... How Which, else you lock a house? Yeah. How would you not just take the keys inside, lock it from the inside, and put the keys on the kitchen table? Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. It makes for a good tense scene, though. Oh, it does. 
it does. I'm like, is she going to find the key? Because it's sort of a ring of keys as well, like a janitor's ring of keys. Like there's three or four or five keys on there. And she's sort of scrambling through them, trying to get the right one in the door. And she keeps peering behind her, looking at us as the entity. And it's getting closer. And it's getting closer and closer and closer. And it's almost on her. And she drops the keys. She uh, bends down to pick them up. and And Ash opens the door and drags her back inside. God bless Ash. Finally heard her. Finally heard her screams. Yeah. Well, he might have been asleep. I'd like to think he was asleep. And he's like, what the fuck? Is that Cheryl? Uh, what is she doing outside? <laughs> um, the group congregates as Cheryl tells them that the forest is alive. Um, and she wants to leave. And she wants to leave right now. That's smart. That's the only, like, smart option. Like, I feel like they should have come up with that maybe... A couple of hours ago. Yeah, as soon as they arrived. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. As soon as you found a, a skin book, you know, just... <laughs> Just leaves. Skin book. Skin book. Um, uh, Ash eventually agrees and takes her. Uh, The car won't start at first and she starts screaming. I really like that. She's like, see, see, they're not going to let us leave, Ash. And then the car starts up with one last turn of the key and they leave. They do. They they leave the cabin. Um, My little note here is just, I was having a little laugh. I was like, and Ash and his sister lived happily ever after. How did you think the entity was going to stop them? I I knew there was going to be something with that bridge. You knew it was that you knew it was going to be the bridge at some point. I had an inkling it was going to be that or the forest itself was just going to like the trees would like fall on the car or something. Exactly, like that. these vines. Oh yeah, that that would have been cool actually. Yeah, just yeah, holding it down. Um, the rest of the group heads inside as the car drives off. Um, Ash. Um, sort of, he, he slows the car down because he sees something ahead. We don't actually find out at all what he sees. No, they they leave a lot of questions in this movie. Sometimes I'm just like, what is happening? But I kind of, I kind of like it. It's not a frustrating not knowing. No, it's more of an interested not knowing. Like you want to know, but it's yeah. not frustrating that you don't. If you get, if you get what I mean. Oh, I get you. I get you. Yeah. And yeah, you're oh, sort of for like, me anyway. I don't know if yeah. it is for you because everyone's got different thresholds for that. A lot of people loved Hereditary, and I fucking hated it. I mean, for me, in the whole like suspense, I feel like it just went with the whole of the movie. You know, you don't know what mm. um, there, you don't know what's following, you don't know what he's seen. You know as much as the characters do. Yeah. Which is kind of kind of fun. I like that. You're in the same position they are. It's good. Yeah. You're which finding is, out stuff which along is with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Cheryl loses sight of him as he walks off into the fog, so she comes out of the car to follow, because she doesn't want to be on her own. Which is fair. They reach the bridge, and it's destroyed. It's full-on gone. But not just, like, it's not like it's crumbled. That fucker's been bent inwards. Yup. It's not like it had fallen apart. The girders have been, like, bent up and back towards the road. Like, something massive grabbed hold of it and just bent it. See, and then if Scott found it, he'd be like, it's fine, guys. It's fine. It's just the wind. It's fine. (laughs) It's just that rat. Yeah, don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, And I like that the the girders end up looking like spikes, like um, trying to keep them in. Yeah. I like that as well. So Cheryl runs back to the car um, where she meets up with Ash um, and cries that it... And she starts to cry and she says that it won't let them leave. Um... Yeah, it's starting to look that way. I mean, yeah, it definitely looks unnatural. So if I was Ash, I would be like, okay, she's onto something here. And if you've had a night like Cheryl, like, I would be as frantic as she is. Like, I just, yeah. 
Poor nope, Shelley. I am done. I am done with today. <laughs> it is not her day. Um, we go back to the tape, the tape recordings from Professor. Uh, the Professor confesses that his wife has become possessed, and the only way to stop a possessed person is to dismember them. We see that Ash is listening to this as well. Uh, he's got headphones in as well, so he doesn't share this information with the group. Thanks, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope he shares the information, but I can understand him not playing it out loud. That's fine. I mean, with everything that happened. With everything that Cheryl happened and, and, yeah, the yeah. state that Cheryl's in, not playing it out loud, fair enough. But I hope uh, I hope to God when he finished listening, he turned around and just went, hey, just so everyone knows. <laughs> you just got to dismember people. <laughs> you got to dismember people and see if we just stop them. Okay. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, we get Linda and Shelley playing the a, a card-guessing game. I've seen this before. It's like um, to test psychics, right? Yeah. So you, you have a deck of cards. One person, you know, pulls it up and keeps it to themselves. The other person has to try and guess what it is. And it's supposed to prove clairvoyance or something like that. I love that Linda's guessing and Shelley just keeps saying she's right, despite the fact that she's 100% wrong. It was amazing. I was like, wow, what a good friend. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Linda, you're totally psychic. You did it. Like... She's like, I'm seeing... <sighs> I'm seeing clubs and it's a diamonds and, and, and Shelly's like, and she's like, you're right. Seven. And every time it's just, is it another seven? <laughs> is it another seven? <laughs> and and uh, sorry, no, Shelly's the one picking up the cars and it bless Shelly. She's just like, oh my God, you're totally right. Did Good it. job, Linda. Wow. <laughs> you're psychic. And then as she pulls up the next one, Cheryl calls out from the window and calls out exactly what the card is. And then the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And she she swings her head around, and her face. What was your reaction to, like, the first look of what these possessed look like? It was... I was terrified. I was like, okay, she's been skipping a few steps in her skincare routine. It's obviously, <laughs> like... <laughs> it... Oh. The eyes are white. I, yeah. There's nothing else there. They're just white with, I think, a little bit of veining, like red veining around, on the, the, yeah. around the sides. And then they've got, like, this weird complexion that's sort of... It's almost, like, greeny sort Yeah, of it, it, it looks like their entire skin's become a bruise. Yeah. Like, it's sort of a purpley-green, very pale look to it. Yeah, with lots of the, the veins become really prominent on their face and stuff like that. And she, and yeah. She, like cuts and stuff. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And so, yeah, as she's yelling out the last couple of cards, she starts, she swivels around and you get to see this face and she's yelling them in this new voice that's coming out of her mouth, which sounds, it sounds struggled, like if you had a really hoarse throat but were trying to yell. It's like that. Yeah, it was definitely such a good scene in the movie. That was the first time I was like, oh, okay. You're like, whoa, okay, there's the horror. Whoa. This is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have left. And she sort of flies into the air. She levitates into the air a second. And I love that she starts to tilt as well. <gasps> yes. As she's talking, she sort of leans to one side as well. And it just gives this really, I don't know, off-putting... I mean, the levitating is one thing. She looks like a ragdoll kind of thing. Yeah. Like she's being puppeted. Yeah. Um... And as the demon talks, at first Cheryl's lips don't move. And it uh, it announces that they're all going to die uh, one by one before Cheryl's body just collapses to the floor. Fantastic. 
Fantastic. At least it warned them. I mean, yeah, that was quite <laughs> nice cordial. of them. Yeah, it was quite polite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they were warned. Mm. It's not like he just leapt out with a chainsaw and immediately killed them all. Like, exactly, yeah. That's something. He was like, hey guys, uh, you're going to die one by one. But, yeah. Eh, it's coming. We're not going to tell you what order, but one by one. Mm. Who's next? Start guessing. <laughs> um, Linda and Ash go over to check on her body. Well, to check on her, her body. Um, to go and check on Cheryl. Cheryl's slyly, her possessed hand um, encircles and, and grabs a pencil. And then as they get closer, she pops up and jams it into Linda's ankle. Oh! It was, yeah, I felt that. Oh, it's so meaty, that squelch as the pencil goes in. It's just, oh. She wiggles it. I know. Oh, Cheryl that... digs that pencil into the ankle and then sits there for a good ten seconds wiggling the damn thing. But that was a really, like, jelly-looking ankle as well. Though yeah. I will say in the shot, like, yeah. she's, like, stabbing it, and I was like, ooh. It's it's a it's... starburst ankle. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's got filled with that gooey goodness. But, oh, it still makes you cringe, though. Yeah. A pencil in the ankle. Ooh. Oof. This is what's, um, this is the bit my older brother couldn't watch this movie for. It's because of the pencil on the ankle. That's fair. It's he was like, oh, Ugh. oh no. Nope. I gotta say, I love the movements of possessed Cheryl. They're very sort of robotic and jerky, as if it hasn't got like complete control over all of her muscles and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so just like as they go. Right? It's like she's being pulled everywhere instead of walking somewhere. Like a little puppet. Like a little puppet. Which is so cool. Like, whenever we see possessed things, it, it's always a normal person with supernatural abilities. It's mm. not this sort of puppeteered feeling to it. Um, Ash manages to stop her from digging the pencil in any further, um, but is thrown aside. Cheryl stumbles towards... Um, Cheryl stumbles towards him... Uh, Scott then tries to help and is also thrown aside, uh, but he gets back up in time to knock her to the ground and throw her into the basement. That was amazing, though. It was just kind of like, doof, in you go. Yeah, it was like, whack on the head so she's on the floor. And then he, like, grabs her leg and sort of flips her over the corner of the basement. Yeah. He's like, right, enough with <laughs> you your go. shit, bitch. <laughs> Get in the basement. Goodbye. And then Scott, God bless him in this, at this moment, he chains the basement cellar door shut. It was very awkwardly done, which I mean, obviously you would be if you're stumbling, but just the way he was doing it, I was like, is this is this going to hold? Is yeah, because it? it's it's what, across three rings, I think? Yeah. One on the left, one on the right, and one at the, the back? Back. back? Yeah. And then you just have to loop it through all the rings to sort of secure it properly? Um, yeah, and I, I like that this plays into Cheryl's uh, vision that she had as well of the basement door Ooh. it's not just that this is like where the evils come from it's where she's heading oh yeah because this is where she spends most of the movie now Cheryl is she's a little chained in this basement in this basement yeah we see Linda in bed as Ash tucks her in how the fuck did she fall asleep because she's asleep yeah she she's falling asleep I don't know she must just be like the most chillest sleeper ever like one of those ones like, who sleep wherever like you've just been stabbed her ankle's ankle. just been mangled to shit with a pencil and she's like oh in bed oh yeah <laughs> oh, just a normal Tuesday actually now that I think about it maybe it's shock maybe she passed out 
Maybe she's not asleep. Maybe she passed out. I mean, that would make more sense that she just blacked out. I mean, I would black out if I had a pencil just wiggled around in my ankle. Oh, yeah, let's go with that then. Yeah. But <laughs> it was still funny to think about, though. Like, she just, just flies in bed. She's like, all right, night, guys. We get a point of view shot again. Sam Raimi loves these point of view shots. The director loves them for these creatures and entities and stuff like it that. It was good, though. But now it's from the basement. So we get this sort of half image because the top of the image is completely covered by the trap door, which is chained shut. And then the bottom, you can see her hands. So we just got sort of get this letterbox um, of, of um, yeah, we sort of get this letterbox of everyone chatting, Scott and Ash and Shelley. Um, and you can sort of see her fingers as well. And they- being watched. Yeah, they're, they're being watched and um, Cheryl's fingers have sort of gone like, I don't know, they look like they're rotting. They're sort of gone crispy and... Like it gets worse and worse as time goes on. Yeah, and they already look manky. They've already gone grey. Yeah. Oh, it looks... And now they're just, oh, they're so crusty. But the, the... Yeah, oh. But Shelley starts screaming, you know, what happened to her eyes, talking about Cheryl. Um, And possessed Cheryl just laughs. And this laugh is creepy. Oh, it was the worst. It's really, like, deep and echoey as well. Echoey in a way that doesn't fit the room. Yeah. And that's what makes it so unsettling. But, yeah. Uh, Outside, we see the entity moving around the house. Um, We see Scott trying to calm Shelley. Um, She then goes to the window. The entity watches. She then heads to the bedroom, and the entity follows her again. So you sort of already know... What's happening. And it's picking it's picked out its next target. Yeah. Because Shelley was, you know, talked to, and then she got attacked by the forest, and then she got possessed, and now the entity's watching Shelley. Yeah. From, the, from outside in the forest. Uh, she goes to the bedroom window, convinced there's something out there, and the entity... Just fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, yes. And the entity rushes the window, smashing it straight away. <laughs> cool little fact for you. Real glass. Real glass? So low budget, real glass. That actress had to stand by that window while they rammed real glass into her. <laughs> Damn. That's... Oh, because even... Oh my god. Yeah. The safety hazards. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's the 80s. I know, right? Like, most movies, they'd be like, yeah, we got sugar glass or something like that. And this like, here, have some real glass in your face. Yeah, it's like, okay, you just stand here. We're going to go outside with the camera, and then we're just going to ram the window into you. <laughs> this poor actress, oh my god. Um, uh, yeah, and then she screams, obviously. And um, Scott takes his dear sweet time to go check on her. Like, this is his girlfriend. This is his girlfriend. And he's like, eh. There's like a smash and a scream, and he's, he sort of looks down the hallway like, oh, I wonder what that was. Yeah. I'm like, Scott, get some wiggle on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. And he's Run! Like, oh, not the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, he goes to check on Shelley, but she's not in the bedroom. There's a knock on the wardrobe, but there's nothing there. It's just a red herring. So he goes to the bathroom to check in there. The little ensuite bathroom. I think it's the ensuite. This is where we see the bathtub, isn't it? Yeah, with the dirty ass bath. That's the, just the manky oh, as fuck. It's bathroom. foul. It's like black mold. It's, like it's black, and then it slowly. <laughs> but also, why is the bathroom yellow? Like it's yeah. the worst color 
to paint a bathroom. Maybe maybe the guys are just really bad at aiming. And it's just, maybe, and it's just, just, it's just years pee. and years and years, years of so pee happy. everywhere. <laughs> and the bathtub, yeah, where it's like, it's black on the very bottom, and then get, gradually as you go up, the side of the bathtub gets browner and browner. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's nasty. Um, that alone would set me packing. <laughs> I'm like, nope. No, no, I'm not living in this in this cabin for any any period of time. There's nothing there. Uh, yeah, he goes to check the bathtub. Because, like, the shower curtain's closed. Classic horror movie trip. Exactly. He, I was like, ooh, are we going to get something pop out of this? And he throws the shower curtain back. There's nothing there, but that tub is enough to make you scream. Yep. <laughs> For sure. He turns and is attacked by possessed Shelley, who grabs him by the face and digs her, her fake nails into his face. I mean, I did feel sorry for him, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, I mean, you're a bit slow in there, so you, you kind of deserve that. Yeah, you, gave, little... you gave her time to hide. Like, you should have should have ran a bit, maybe. But that, the the close-up of those fingernails Just going like, into his skin. skin. Yeah. Gross. It's gross. This movie's gross. <laughs> uh, Ash sits down on the couch as um, Scott bursts in with possessed Shelley clinging to him. She's like one of those, um, like a koala attached to a tree branch. Yeah. But it it's, was... it's on Scott, and she's digging her nails into his face. I found it a little comical, honestly. I had yeah. to have a little laugh. Yeah, It just do. I don't know. It was it's just, outrageous. It was just everything. Um, and she just looked like this little doll yeah. like, on his back and just like clinging like with her legs around him, and it was odd. Would it surprise you to learn that after this first one, they turned into comedy horrors, including the TV series that they did, with which got three seasons, which is amazing. I mean, and I all... could see why it would do well as a comedy horror. Yeah, and it, it does. Yeah. This first one I would classify as more horror than the other ones. Um... But it has its little moments of lightness. It does, and that bit, oh, it was good. And I think that was why it was, it was really good because it had that like, it's not complete horror like the whole time. You're not sort of on the edge of your seat. Like there's some mm. things where you're like, haha, that's quite funny. It's jovial horror. Like it's it's got this light air about it. Yeah. At some points, anyway. Like the pencil on the ankle. No, fuck no, go away. Oh no, the ankle was just. <laughs> the the tree in the forest. No, please oh, stop. Oh, not why the tree. <laughs> the tree. I'm, just... I'm so sorry. I don't oh, know why. I, see, I'm going to have nightmares about that forever, so thank you. <laughs> I'm never going to go to a forest again. Ever again. At least not alone. Yeah. <laughs> just don't do it alone. It should be fine. Um, Scott manages to throw her off, and but accidentally throws her into the fire. I mean, where else? Her head in the fire, anyway. Yeah. Her, her head lands straight in the fireplace. Realising his mistake, he sort of grabs her by the leg and drags her out. Why, though? Possessed Shelley thanks him as well. I think, like, this is the little comedy bits that we're talking about, because he's like, yeah. thank you, lover. Let me give you a kiss. Because she's like, why did you pull her out of the fireplace? And she starts strangling him. And also, um, she doesn't react when she's in the fireplace. She's like, mm, I'm just going to lay here. I mean, my it's, face burn? it's not the demon's body. Uh, that's true. That's true. He's just like, yeah, just, cool. just destroying your girlfriend's body. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just puppeting it. <laughs> um, Cheryl cheers on from the basement. She's like, yeah, get her. <laughs> oh, see, that was good as well. See, just having her in the basement. Like, like, yeah. yeah, she spends the entire movie like egging on the other possessed. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, you get him, Shelley. You go get him. <laughs> um, 
God, the noises they make as well. The sort of guttural moaning and gurgling and wheezing and laughing. All these noises that come out of these possessed girls' mouths. See, I think it's the laughing that gets to me the most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that bit, yeah. but that's my that's my bit that actually creeps the shit out of me. Most of this movie, I'm like, it's a, it's a riot. It's a great time. That, in a little bit that we get to, oh, I hate it. Um, Shelley throws Ash aside, pinning him under a bookcase. See, that was one thing I want to know. The amount of times Ash gets thrown into <laughs> shelves, and he just, he like flails under these shelves. It happens so many times. It happens like five or six times in this movie. He just gets keeps getting stuck under these shelves, and he's like, oh, help me. <laughs> Oh no, a shelf. <laughs> my, my greatest enemy. <laughs> my weakness. My, my, only, my only weakness, bookshelves. Um, but yeah, he gets pinned under a bookshelf as she tries to burn Scott in the fireplace. She's trying to pay him back, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he did it to her. Just an eye for yeah. an eye. Yeah. So, um, Shelley picks up... <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember what Shelley picks up, actually. I, it the, I, it's auto-corrected me here to something that's not on my notes. dagger, wasn't it? Yes. No, she picked up the dagger. Yes. That, 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 <laughs> the one with the little bone. Oh, yeah, it. she picks up the sacrificial dagger. Yeah, that's the one. Um, that's right. She's going to go stab him with a bigger... Because when you first see it, you, you think it's just a dagger. Like, a, quite a little dagger. It's massive. She picks up... It's like the length of her arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Scott uses a hunting knife and cuts her in the wrist on the hand that's holding the dagger to try and make her stop. And the fucking moan that comes out of Shelley's mouth Ooh. is like... <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> and then she makes it so much worse because she goes to her wrist and starts biting off the rest of the oh, hand. It was just so feral. It's so feral, like an animal caught in a bear trap. Yeah. It was like, all right, I'm just going to bite my and own she, wrist off. And she moans the entire time. So now you've got this moaning with the gurgling of the blood that's gushing out of her wrist. And it's like... <laughs> and she's m- munching her way through her wrist. And everyone's just sort of watching. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'd have like the mental capacity I mean, to what, do anything. <laughs> what do you do in that situation? Like, They're chewing off their own hand. Yeah. I mean... I mean, there's only two options. You sort of stay and watch and what, you go help them? Like, Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Um, well, Scott picks up the dagger that um, that uh, she- possessed Shelley drops and stabs her in the back with it. And my God, the screech that comes out of her mouth as well. Yeah. The, I don't know what it is about it, because how would you describe it? Describe this screech for me when she gets stabbed with a ceremonial dagger. Oh god! Um, it is. I just want to say the worst. That is not helping at all. This is not describing it very well. It's just. It's just the worst. It's just the worst. Just imagine the worst, and that's it's, that's what it is. It's, it's that moaning, grumbling noise she was making as a possessed person, mixed with the gurgling of the eating her own wrist, mixed with a screech. The worst. It's awful. It's horrible. Um, the dagger seems to steam in her back for a couple of seconds, um, and uh, Shelley drops to the floor, white foam kind of spurting out of her mouth. See, I thought it was milk. <laughs> it probably was, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was like, milk? What? Okay. 
It also comes out the wrist as well. Yes, it does. It sort of spurts as well. It's like... It's gross. It's gross. This movie's so icky. (laughs) Um, And now the... (sighs) This movie has two levels. It has the eerie quiet and the extremely loud guttural noises of these possessed people. And at both times, they're both worse than the other. Yep. Because we get, we, we've just had this really loud, quite long scene of possessed Shelley making these god-awful noises. And now that she stopped making those noises... It's too quiet. You kind of want the noises back because exactly. you were like, used to it. too quiet. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Scott checks the body and um, Shelley pops back up. Looking worse for, worse for wear, I've got to say. She's very. She's covered in that milky, foamy stuff. A lot of blood, and her body's looking very decayed. Delicious. She's oh, she's so sexy right oh, now. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's why he fell for her. Oh yeah, oh baby, I love it when you get possessed on me. <laughs> uh, Scott grabs an axe. Uh, sorry, takes the axe off Ash, who's just kind of stunned. He doesn't know what to do. He's just stood there with a fire axe. I mean, that's fair. Well, I mean, what else are you meant to do? Like, your friends that you've come up to the cabin with have, are now these weird sort of, like, possessed... Things. Things. Yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah. But uh, um, Scott takes the axe off Ash and dismembers Shelley. He piece was, by piece. He was way too chill about that. It's like leg, leg, wrist, wrist, arm, arm, head. <laughs> And the the possessed Shelley screaming the entire time as well, yelling, no, no, you love her, is what it's screaming as he's doing it. Yeah. I just, oh. I just think Scott was just way too calm in that whole thing. He was just... I I think he's the, you know, you know, there's two different types of people in like... uh, The fight or flight type thing. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, this needs to be done. Okay, here I go. Boop, 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 boop. Which is fair, someone had to be. Yeah, someone had to do it. But if it was me and, like, um, a partner, you know, got possessed, it would... I, I would take me a moment because that's the person you do love. Yeah. with that thing, but... Scott I think he's like, just no. had enough of her shit at this point. That's, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> this is what... This fight's taken, pro- what, probably 15 minutes? And he's been, like, clawed in the face, nearly burnt, he's been thrown around, stabbed, and he's just like, no, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I love all the body parts on the floor as well. Twitch. Oh, yeah. They just say they go... And you're like, please stop. <laughs> please don't do that anymore. Um, they come to the decision that they're going to bury Shelley. Smart. Yes. I mean, what else? Do they just want to look at it in the living room In floor? the middle of the like, living yeah. room floor? I mean, it's unseemly. Come on, guys. Like, you're going to bury it. You're going to mess up the feng shui of the lounge. <laughs> So they wrap all the body parts in what I think is bed sheets. I think they're bed sheets. I would assume so. Because they're white. But when they, when they drag the body outside, they're white with. A... And I mean, they're down like what two people now. They don't need those bed sheets. No, nah. they're not no. sleeping. No, no, absolutely not. But the underside of them is like red, just from all the blood. Just all the blood, yeah. Um. So they go outside and bury her in the woods. Um. Scott decides he's leaving. Which is, yep, very rational. But he's going to do it with or without Ash and Linda. Which... Is stupid. <laughs> is stupid, but it also feels very Scott. It does feel very Scott. It's very appropriate for this person. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. 
But in, in general, because like, he's a real dick about it as well. He is, because Ash is like, oh. Ash is like, oh, we can all leave together. We just have to wait for the sun to rise. You know, we can't take Linda out like this. She can't walk. And he's like, well, fuck Linda. I'm leaving with or without you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck you very much, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Scott leaves. Um, Ash is being taunted by Cheryl from the basement. Um, soon you'll be my soon you'll be like me then who'll lock you up in the cellar I think she says so ominous it's so ominous and she's not wrong no when Ash gets possessed there'll be no one there to stop him exactly so what's gonna happen exactly Ash goes to check on Linda he checks her wound the, the ankle mark and it just blackens it blackens and then sort of spreads up her leg as Linda becomes possessed. She's our third possessed. Uh, he backs he backs out and opens the front door, just basically trying to get as far away from her as possible, I think. And Scott sort of falls into his arms, bloodied and limping, not looking great. Yeah, not looking his best. Everyone keeps going into the forest alone. Right? It's like, wouldn't you, like, bring someone or, like, maybe even, like, a weapon? Did Scott even take a weapon? I don't think so. He didn't take the axe or anything, I don't think. Or did he? Maybe he took the axe. I mean, that would be smart if he took the axe. I mean... It doesn't pop up again, does it, that axe? I don't think it's in the rest of the movie. So maybe he took it with him and it got lost in the woods somewhere. Okay, okay. So he's not as dumb... But buddy system. But, yeah. If someone's being attacked by a tree, you know, you can help each other. Oh, anyway. (laughs) Ash helps him to the sofa as Linda watches, sat on the floor, laughing. Um, Scott is gravely injured. Ash is a bit rough with Scott while trying to get information out of him. I thought this was really funny. Just like, he's like Yeah, he's like, what happened, Scott? Scott! And he's like throwing him across the couch. And I'm like, the guy's dying. Yeah. Maybe be a little more gentle with him. And he starts slapping his face as well. He's like, Scott, Scott, was there a way out of the woods? <laughs> I mean, that's what they wanted to do to Scott the whole movie, so. Basically. I think he's just getting his aggression out. Exactly. Then. I mean, yeah. He's basically, Ash is trying to find out if the, if the second trail out of the woods that doesn't use the bridge, is it possible to get out of there? But also, how far did Scott go in that time? Like, he wasn't gone, like... Unless we had, like, a time skip that we didn't know about. He wasn't gone Maybe, long. But, yeah, I was, was going to say, he wasn't gone long. Maybe he's no. just a really fast walker. Um, Cheryl mocks them from the cellar. Um, Scott tells them that there is a trail, but the trees will attack you if you go that way. Um, Cheryl and Linda laugh, like, um, in tandem with each other. I think this was the creepiest part of the whole movie. Yeah, when he's like, if you go out there, the trees will attack you. And you just hear these two unnatural voices going <laughs> in the background. It's oh. Oh, it's awful. Ash confronts Linda because she won't stop laughing. This is what Linda laughing is what freaked me out in this movie. When I first watched it, God knows how long ago, probably 10, 15 years ago when I first watched it, Linda's laugh freaks me the fuck out. It's almost like that child kind of laughter where like it's not but it's not a natural one no it's very high pitched it's very cackly and very childlike it's very taunting as well yeah it's it almost it's almost melodic as well it's almost song sing-song-ish yeah it's and I it just makes me so damn uncomfortable (laughs) 
<laughs> but just she's just sitting there. Yeah. In the hallway. She's not she's just And that's almost worse than being attacked by her. Is she's just sat there laughing yeah. and she won't shut up. Ash walks over and he slaps her several times, but she just keeps laughing and then finishes with a little squeal. She sort of scrunches her shoulder on her face and goes, and he's just like, oh my God, kill her. It was like the longest couple of minutes of the movie was just this laughing. Yeah. So this is the moment that freaked me out the most. Did you already say what your freakiest moment was? I can't remember. Like, what moment actually gave you the, the, the creeps? Well, the trees, for one. Oh, the trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, just the, the laughter as well was... It's just, again, something so unnatural. Like, you know, they're not being attacked. They're just being taunted. Yes, and that's so much worse. Uh, yeah. I like, Michael so Myers, stone face walking towards you. Okay, yeah, creepy. Someone sitting in a corner cackling at you while you suffer. Awful. So much worse. So much worse. Uh, Ash grabs the shotgun, uh, but Linda seems to return to normal. She seems to, you know, turn back to her normal self, and uh, he embraces her. He thinks that she's all right. And then you hear Cheryl's voice in the corner as well. And she's also seemed to return back to normal, calling for help from the cellar. Just unlock this chain and let me out. Fuck no. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) poor Ash, in his defence, I guess he didn't really know what was going on, but they were possessed, like, Five seconds ago. Yeah. And to make it worse as well, Ash doesn't seem, at this point anyway, or sorry, previously to this, he doesn't seem like the fighter. No. Scott's the fighter. And this is his girlfriend and his sister. Like, he has bonds with these two. It's such an awful situation to be in. So Ash takes the key, but checks under the cellar door first. Good. Good Good that you're checking. He's learning. He's learning. Uh, Cheryl's hands burst through the floorboards and start strangling him. Um, But he manages to get away just in time. And I love this. This is one of my favorite lines. You bastards, why are you torturing me like this? Why? (laughs) And they just cackle at him. They just, yep. They just keep laughing at him. Because it's fun. Uh, Why else? I mean, because, yeah, I swear, like, Cheryl could have busted out at that. Oh, I think she could have. She's just wanting to see what's happening. She's taunting. Yeah. She's having a good time. I reckon, like, after they've killed everyone here, they have to go back to sleep. Is that... I mean, yeah, because who else are they going to... Yeah, I think... Because, obviously, the professor let them loose. Yeah. And they're not actively loose at the beginning of the movie until the the chant is done again. That's a good point, because I was going to say, they could probably get up the trail, but maybe... Yeah, because they, they had an influence on the car and shit like that, but... They weren't able maybe to possess people. Maybe away from their, like, source of power. Maybe? Or maybe, like, you know, once all the living people in the area are dead, they have to lay sort of semi-dormant until it's... Until, until the ritual's done again. Else. Yeah. yeah. Until there's fresh meat. More human blood. Oh, more, more human ink. Yay. Human ink. Yay. Ash turns to see Linda um, back, sat on the floor laughing. So he went to check the basement and by the time he turned around, Linda's back in the hall, uh, sorry, in the doorway laughing like that little girl again and she even starts singing na 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 Okay, no, that made it ten times worse. We're gonna get you not another peep time to go to sleep Ugh. Yeah, if you thought the laughing was bad it, that's what I mean. It just sends chills. Yeah, singing a children's nursery rhyme like that in that really creepy, high-pitched voice. Ugh, 
Ash has had enough. He grabs Linda, drags her outside to the woods, and just leaves her there. Again, I thought this was quite funny with how he drags her, and she just sort of like she's having a great time. She doesn't even resist. Yeah, she's just like just laughing. But she's it's... laughing. She puts her hands up. And she's like, ah! <laughs> oh. it's like how like you pull like a little like kid around. You're like, ooh, okay, we're gonna go. And yeah, like, like okay. on a wood on a wooden floor or whatever yeah. like that. When you play with toddlers or whatever, you sort of drag them around the floor, and they're like, wee. It's like that, but it's possessed evil girlfriend. So, not as cute. No, not as cute. Not quite as cute. Not quite. Um, Ash feeds Scott some water. I think, at this point, Scott's dead. I mean, it did kind of look like he was drowning him, though. Like, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't stop at any point. He's like, here, let me keep pouring this water into your mouth. Yeah. He's like, don't worry, Scott. We'll get out of here. We just have to wait till morning. And then we'll all go together. And we'll all be okay. It'll be great. Whilst continuously pouring While this pouring water. pouring water down his just face. Continuous. Yeah. I was uh, like, if he wasn't dead before, he's drowned now. And I love the little pause as well. He's like, we'll all get out of here. You, me, Linda, Cheryl, Shelley. Okay, maybe not Shelley. Not Shelley. Because <laughs> he actually takes a little pause. We go, oh, no, wait, she's in pieces um, in the back garden. She's a bit dead. Yeah, maybe not Maybe not Shelley. <laughs> um, Ash realizes that Scott is dead. After checking outside the window, he's jumped by Linda. Uh, who stabs him, licks the knife, and a fight ensues between the two of them. The licking the knife is really cute. Uh, no, I was about to say cute. That's not the right word. Okay. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, she's so <laughs> cute when she licks that dagger. <laughs> but like, oh. it's not like, like when you think of someone licking a knife or something like that, you know, it's kind of creepy and they do like a long, not the blade, but like the side of the knife yeah. and stuff like that. She's like numbing it. She's like, num, 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 going down the side of the dagger. It's really gross. Um, she's having a good time, though. Oh, she's having a great time. Um, so they, they have a fight. Uh, Cheryl grabs his foot from the basement. Uh, as Linda tries to stab him, uh, he manages to redirect the dagger and pushes Linda over Scott's body onto it, which I thought was very cool. So she's got the dagger in her back, but it's not like all the way in there. So he's wrestling with Cheryl, who's got his foot, and Linda, who's, like, trying to attack him. And she just sort of pushes her over Scott's body, and she lands on the floor, and the dagger just goes fully through her. Which is very cool. I like that. And, I mean, it must be a hard fight for him as well. Like, as you said, like, it's his girlfriend and his sister. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cheryl's luckily still locked in the basement, but she can... She can clearly punch through the floorboards, and she can also grab through the little gap in the basement door. But, um, yeah, Linda's uh, dead now, assumedly. Um, he takes her to the shed, tra- chains her down, and starts the chainsaw. I thought that bit was pretty cool, though. It's pretty cool. It's very iconic for Evil Dead yeah. as well. I, I mean, I, obviously, I assume you know Ash as, like, a character, just as uh, a media yeah. thing. See, I know bits and bobs like that. Like, I know about the chainsaw. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yes. You're like, ah, this is where it started. <laughs> Um, but he can't do it. He can't make himself do it. Uh, he carries the body outside and starts digging her a grave. While inside, Cheryl bangs the cellar door again and again and again, slowly pushing the chains loose. She's slowly getting those rivets that are on the sides pushed up and out of the floorboards. Linda wakes up, but plays dead, while Ash continues to dig. Uh, inside, Cheryl breaks the trapdoor. See, that point where um, Linda was doing the play dead thing, it just reminded me from earlier, like when they were doing it with the necklace. 
yes, I'd not made that connection. Yes, because Ash pretends to fall asleep. Yeah, and, and then every time she looks over, he, like, closes his eyes. And it's the same thing here when he's trying to bury her. Yeah. Oh, I'd not made yeah. that connection. That's so cool. I did, and I was like, oh, no, but this is so much worse. This isn't playful. No, this is now, it's turned that that scene on its head. Yeah, that was really romantic and, and con- sweet, and now it's... Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ash puts Linda in the grave and buries her. He spots her necklace that he'd just given her on the ground next to the grave. Um, but as he goes to pick it up, Linda's arm shoots out of the grave from under the soil and grabs hold of him. Linda claws his leg as well. Yeah, I think this bit And is, it's nasty. It's, yeah, it's full on ripping through that flesh. It's ripping through his like jeans and yeah. through his flesh. Like, damn, this is like, it looks like a bear attacked his leg by the end of it. Because she goes, like, several times down his leg. Um, Ash beats her with a, a lump of timber or something like that. That bit was pretty funny. It was very funny. And also, where did he find this timber? I don't know. It kind of reminded me of those, you know, punch-me-clowns? Yeah. That you get in, like, kids' play parks and stuff like that, where you punch it and it just sort of rocks back. That's what it looks like when he's whacking her with these pieces of timber. It's very funny. <laughs> like, the timber's just so, like long it's yeah like, like it's just so it's like a big. six foot piece of timber yeah, and it's just like thunk, thunk. Yeah. <laughs> she, she manages to overpower him um and then gets him on the ground and she leaps to jump on top of him and ash decapitates her with a shovel just smacks her head as she jumps towards him Oof. That's a sharp shovel uh linda still alive her body starts scratching his face as the head sort of writhes in the grass, licking its lips and making ooh and ahhing noises. Ugh. I think the worst was him just getting covered in that gross, like, it's not even, oh, the, like, the blood, but it's, like, black blood. And it's yeah. Just... Yeah, because, yeah, the head comes off and the body lands on him and then it squirts all this blood into his face. It just... And then the body starts clawing him. And the face is like, mmm, mmm, that's oh, so good. And you're like, oh, God. It's it's foul. It's foul. It's, yeah. Oh. Ash manages to get away and gets inside. First thing he sees is that the cellar door is broken open. Wow. What a shit day Ash is having. <laughs> but it does almost go back to um, Cheryl's, what's it, her vision. Her vision. Oh, Yes. Mm. It's all coming together. It's all... <laughs> Cronk. It's all coming together. <laughs> um, Ash cautiously searches the house for Cheryl, armed with the shotgun. Thank God he armed himself. Um, she jumps him from a window outside, um, but he manages to get a shot through her neck. It's... Ugh. It's very gooey. This movie is so gooey. It loves blood. It like He shoots her in the neck and he goes... <laughs> Blood squirts out everywhere. Um, it's great, though. I, I do like it for that reason. I it's, really like it's it. It's so, yeah, bloody and gory. And... It's so fun. Um, he runs quickly to shut, shut the front door before she can get in. Um, he beats her hand. She manages to get, like, a hand in, and he whacks it with that shotgun until, it, um, until she pulls it back. Um, and then he runs to the back door to make sure that's secured as well. Smart. Um, and realising he needs more shotgun shells. And there's only shotgun sh- shells in the basement. With the rat. <laughs> With, With the, the Roy that rat. He's got we a... need to give this rat a name. What are we going to call this rat? I don't know. 
I want a, I want a cool name. Lloyd the Roid Up Rat. Oh, yes! Lloyd the Roid Rat. <laughs> Lloyd the Roid Rat. He, yeah, has to, yeah. he has to confront his greatest enemy, Lloyd the Roid Rat. With some cheese. <laughs> he heads down into the base, um, down in the basement with Ash. We see the leaky pipes are now dripping blood instead of water. Um, before they just burst right on top of him. Cover, of showering him in blood. Just more. More for Ash. Blood leaks out of the plug sockets. Um, it leaks into the light bulb, which I think is such a cool image. Yeah, I did like that It's one. just a light bulb screwed in, and then you just see this blood trickling in through it. And it looks so cool. A record player turns itself on and starts playing this sort of really, um, like, happy music. It's like carnival music or something like that. It's like... But it's almost creepy as well because everything else is so quiet. It's that, and it's so tense. It's that, it's that joy as creepy, you know, like the, the um, possessed just sitting there laughing at you. It's that torment. It is. It's that... Oh. It's almost worse mm. than like the screaming. And, and the, the screaming and the, the blood and everything like that. It's yeah. just this torment. Um, he manages to find the, the shotgun shells and reloads his shotgun um, as sort of uh, lines from the movie are playing in his head. You know, little pieces that are all coming together. The song finishes on the record player and the lights and the record player just explode. As you do. I don't know why. They just do. It just does. It's... <laughs> don't question it. And this movie just does such a good job of the contrast between too much noise and not enough noise. Because we just had that, again, sensory overload in the basement. There's this song playing really loudly. And then we've got all these lines from the movie. And then it's just, it just stops suddenly. That's what makes it so good, though, is it's just, it's it's just one extreme to the next. Yeah, yeah. It's either really, really loud and uncomfortable or really, really quiet and also uncomfortable. Um, Ash and there's heads, no in between. Yeah, there's no in between. There's no moments of... Yeah, there's no moments of reprieve in this movie. It's one or the other. Yeah. Ash heads upstairs. He opens the back door. The entity rushes him, whatever it is that lives in the forest. He slams the door and all the shutters of the house start banging. And it's the house just... Well, it's the entity playing with him. There's such creative camera work here as well. There's a couple of, like, Dutch angles and, like, just odd angles to make the scene look uncomfortable. It really gets the point across, and I really do like that, because there's just some points where it just... It just looks like, you know, they'll do an angle where they completely, like, just spin, like, around them, and mm. it's just... It's it, to disorientate you. Yeah, and it does. It, it does really does. Um, Ash sees his own reflection um, in, in a mirror, and then he goes to touch it, and the mirror is water. And then he screams. Some sort of shadow moves past the window, and he shoots. So that's the creepiest part of that, Ash. Not any of these, like, possessed demons, but no, the mirror's water. The mirror is water, and he just takes his hand out and just goes, Oh! Just, yeah. <laughs> this is like, okay. I mean, it would be freaky. It feels but... so unrelated. I don't know why, yeah. but <laughs> this mirror bit. Oh, my God. Um... He loads his shotgun again. There's some strange noises like footsteps all around him. Um, hands start bursting through the door and grab him. Um, I assume this is Linda. Oh, no, I think it's Cheryl, isn't it's it? It's Cheryl. It's Cheryl's it's hands. Cheryl, yeah. Um, Ash shoots Cheryl through the door before barricading it. Um, Scott, now possessed, leaps up and grabs him. Uh, Ash fights Scott off as Cheryl tries to break through the door. So it's like... It's now an attack on all fronts. 
Exactly. It's just, there's there's nowhere else to go. No. Um, Ash gouges out Scott's eyes and pulls something out of his stomach that makes him bleed out and collapse onto the floor. I think it's a tree branch. I think it's a tree branch because he was attacked by the by trees. the trees. He pulls out like a full like tree branch out of his stomach, and all this blood just gushes out. It's and just so much blood. It's so, so much, much blood. blood. Even out of the eyes, it's just like or oh, oh, and it's like the gelatinous stuff out of the eyes as well. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's so gross. And he screams the entire time as well. Of course. Um, Scott's body starts steaming. Ash sees the Necronomicon, the, the creepy-ass human book, um, eerily close to the fire. So he makes the connection that if he burns the book, it should get rid of the the demons. Cheryl breaks in, throws him aside again. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ash is like 20th time flying through the air. Yeah. He's just getting thrown around like this ragdoll. Um, Ash crawls for the book, but Scott grabs his leg because he's not actually dead because the only way to kill them is to dismember them. So Scott's grabbing and clawing at his leg while Cheryl goes to grab a poker from the fireplace. Um, Ash starts using Linda's necklace, throwing the chain to try and hook it onto the book while Cheryl beats him with a poker. Okay, so this bit was also pretty funny just because how she was beating him with the poker. It it almost didn't look like she was hitting him very hard. It was kind of like, eh. Uh, uh. <laughs> like just and it was so funny because he's just got like scotted his legs and then Cheryl's just like uh, just like good attempting on, to hit him it's so good on Bruce Campbell though he's owning this yeah he's he's just like job. you know what I'm gonna be terrified in this scene no matter how sort of silly it looks <laughs> it was great I mean it's it's so good this this movie walks the line between horror and comedy so well so good. Um, I'm glad they turned it into a, um, a horror comedy. comedy. You should watch um, two and three, and then definitely watch the TV series. Oh, I am. The TV series, phenomenal. Because imagine this stuff with all the gore and everything like that. Modern prosthetics. Okay, that would be good. All right, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the weekend. It's just watching Evil Dead stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Ash uses Linda's necklace, manages to grab the book. That's Scott, a pretty strong necklace. It is. Just I, saying. I'm just going to say, I, w- I want Mythbusters to test this. I don't think you can do it. I, I No. I really don't think you can grab a book with a necklace like that. I don't, I think, that, yeah. I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, Scott drags him away, but Ash manages to hook the book. Uh, he manages to pull it over to himself and throws it into the fire. Smart. The possessed just stop. Cheryl just drops the poker and just stands stunned. Scott just stops and just lies on the floor. Um, they sort of creak and click. It's, again, I, I keep saying it's, it's so eerie and creepy, but it, it is. It is. The necks, like, they twist their necks and stuff like that, and it literally cracks as they move. And it's just so unnatural that it's just... Ugh. Before they just start dissolving on claymation baby I love claymation it looked good <laughs> as the book burns um, the, we get the same effect on the book this claymation dissolving thing Scott and Cheryl now skeletons and putrid mush explode as these demon hands start reaching out from the corpses that bit was very cool though it's cool I kind of want to know how they didn't because right. it's damn cool it was good um, before collapsing and um, exploding and the last of the, their remains rot 
like super quickly. And there was cockroaches. I think that bit was the most freakiest bit for me. The cockroaches. It's the cockroaches. It's cockroaches and what looks like porridge. Yeah. That, that's all that's left of these bodies. I just, no. And then you hear, join us, join us. And it's slowly fading out. And you're like, he's safe. Thank well, God. we did it. We are alive. Ash gets up and leaves the cabin as the sun rises. He heads for the car and we get our final shot as the entity rushes from the woods through the back of the cabin, all the way through the cabin, looking at the carnage that's happened this night, through the front door and attacking Ash. I love it. I really enjoyed that ending. And then the credits rolled. Yeah, it was just a cliffhanger. And the, the credits are played with that jolly music that we heard from the basement. That, that almost, like, it's something you should have in a comedy movie. And we've just watched something really horrific. <laughs> and really terrifying, yeah. So, that brings us to the end of our movie, The Evil Dead 1981. So tell me, Kat, what did you think of this movie? Give me a rundown as far as, like, the script, the cinematography, the cast. Like, just what did you think of this movie as your I first time watching? really enjoyed it. So I can get quite scared watching horror movies, and sometimes I'm, like, peering behind my hands. Oh, yeah, this yeah. one, I didn't. I really enjoyed it. And I think it was because it had that sort of, like... Um, comedy sort of aspect like it didn't take itself too seriously yeah and I really really liked that I thought the cast got along well um I found there were some points where I was like wait who's who again but maybe it was just me being a bit dumb um (laughs) (laughs) but I think they established like at least Ash very well he was a very good defined like main character yeah and he wasn't even our not really our main character until about halfway through the film because at the start it was almost like it was focusing on Scott 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 and Cheryl seemed to sort of share the lead role and then halfway through we switched to Ash but I like that it was also it was scary but it wasn't like gruesome like it had a lot of like blood and that sort of thing but it, it left a lot of like um, you know, like you didn't see what the entity was. It was yeah. sort of. I liked how it left you guessing like that. Yeah, and it had so it has sort of a comical air to its horror. It's not a comedy yet. The Evil franchise doesn't hit comedy until the next one, but it has that line where you're teetering between the comedy and the horror. Yeah, and I think it was a really good movie for people who want to watch horror but don't do well with a lot of scary movies. Mm. I, think it's, I think it's a good, definitely a good starting place. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It is a very gross movie. It is gross. Pre-warning for, like, cockroaches <laughs> and the sheer amount of blood this movie uses. But I was never, like, put off by it. It was never too much. No, it... Apart from the trees. Apart from the trees. <laughs> oh, my God, the tree. The tree. Um, yeah, I don't know how it does it, because you're right, like, they use a lot of blood and gore mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but it never feels... <sighs> it never feels like I have to look away. Yeah. it's It feels like, like, when it's when it's blood, like, when Shelley get Not Shelley. When Linda gets decapitated and squirts blood all over Ash's face, it's almost a comical amount. It, it feels like a comedy skit. It does, and it always just happens to poor Ash. Like, he always just ends up yeah. getting just all this blood and muck and gruesomeness over him. But that's what I mean. It just... It takes away that seriousness about it and mm. it just has a comical edge. But at the same time, it's not... Like, when Linda gets decapitated and starts squirting blood, it's not a funny scene no, or a funny like moment. No, it's not funny, but it's... It's on that line yeah. where you're still horrified at what's happening, but it's not so horrifying that you have to look away. Yeah, With definitely. It... I did not have to watch through my hands. Which is great. 
So, as your personal enjoyment, your first time watching Evil Dead, what would you give this uh, rating-wise? You know, one being awful and ten being the best movie you've ever seen. Where would you sit this on your rating for personal enjoyment? I'd pop it an eight. A decent eight? That's it pretty was. good. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Oh, good. Yeah. Did You You didn't watch the trailer beforehand, did you? I didn't. I went oh, in completely blind. Completely blind. I knew a little bit about it, like just bits and pieces. Just by like pop culture and stuff like yeah. that. Like Ash is like quite a well-known horror icon. So Yeah. yeah. So I knew bits and bobs, um, but I ended up enjoying it a lot more. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I'd, I'd give this a solid like eight or nine. Like it, it's bits of it are dated. Um, the cinematography is fantastic. Oh, it is. I said that camera work that they do is amazing. It's just so inventive. And like, you just sit down with friends and watch this. You'd have a great night. It's and, good. Like, and I think anyone could watch it. Yeah. But, and this movie's like yeah. over 40 years old now. Like, It's done well. Like, I, I know some of it is a bit old and dated, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I'd still say you'd have a good time. It's never bad. It. Like, yeah. you see it in its context. You're like, oh, this is an 80s movie. Okay, that's fine. Like, this is fine. So we'd like to give credit where credit's due in this podcast. Is there a particular character or actor you'd like to give props to? Someone who really, like, made this a fun movie for you? Definitely Ash. He's, yeah. I mean, he does become that main, like, central... I mean, he's your only surviving character. Yeah. But he was really good, and it's really good to see him go from that he wasn't much of a fighter, as you were saying, yeah. to, like, Scott, to sort of this thing where, like... You know, he's got to get rid of these evil... Absolutely. Bruce Campbell does such a good job. He does. He does such a good job. And his his acting was fantastic. It was fantastic. It was exactly what it needed to be. Slightly over the top, but no, it's definitely believable. It's not, like, unbelievable. And you wouldn't sit there going, oh, this isn't how how people react. Everything he does is, like... I don't know how to describe it. It's like watching a theatre show or something like that. Yeah. It's slightly over the top, but it's believable. You just put yourself in the right... It's really good. It's so good. Yeah, mine was Bruce Campbell Ash as well. And I want to give a special mention to Betsy Baker, uh, Linda, for that god-awful laughing in that doorway. (laughs) That's fair. That... I have to give her props for creeping me the fuck out with that laughing. Yeah. Because it's awful. It's so awful. <laughs> if you have not seen 1981's Evil Dead, go watch it. It's a damn good time. Grab some of your friends. Just, I highly recommend it. Just enjoy it. It's, it is what it is and have a good time. So thank you so much for joining me, Kat, on Cherry Pop Horror, your first episode. Thank you everyone so much for listening and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks again to our guests and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.